Let me uh, add the welcome. My welcome to the one I hope you just received. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's good to be here with you. Uh, I'm opening uh, my Bible to the Gospel of Matthew. We'll be in Matthew chapter 1, reading verses 18 through 25. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. This is God's Word. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save His people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let me pray for us. Come and be with us, uh, Emmanuel, and teach us again what it means uh, that you are God with us. We give you thanks and praise in Christ's name. Amen. And what I want us to consider this morning is how Jesus is a fulfillment of that great prophecy in Isaiah that says that this one will be called by a name, Emmanuel, God with us. Names are significant. Um, While sometimes we choose a child's name just because it sounds pretty or strong, um, often there's a story there, isn't there? Um, It can tell you a lot about a person. And so to know my son Abel is to know that Abel was the name of the man who taught me what it meant to follow Jesus. And I named Abel after him. To know my daughter Eleanor is to know that I am a Tolkien nerd and that Sam Gamgee named his first daughter Eleanor after the Eleanor Lay flower found in the forest of Lothlorien, <laughs> one of the most beautiful flowers in the world. Amen. Let's pray. <laughs> Names have significance and even more so in the ancient world, where a name was almost always more than just a label. And it would often tell you about a person's character. 
or even their purpose in life. A name often summed up someone's stories in the scripture. And so you have Abraham, which means father of nations. You have Jacob, the supplanter, and he's crafty. And he becomes Israel, which means wrestles with God. You have Joshua, which means God is salvation. You have Peter, whose name is the rock. Rocky. Peter's rocky. The foundation on which the church is built. You even have Eutychus. You remember the kid who fell out of the window in the book of Acts because uh, Paul had preached too long? You know what Eutychus means? He fell out of the window and survived. His name means lucky. (laughs) And there's a great Christian rock band from the 80s called Eutychus Falls, which I think is like one of the best rock band names of all time. Names communicate something about who these people were, their story, their role in the biblical story, and what their lives would be about. And so here at the beginning of Jesus' life, the author tells us what to call Jesus. Two names, Jesus, and then a prophetic name, Emmanuel. And that this would sum up the significance of his life His birth, he would save his people from their sins, and he would be called Emmanuel, God with us. And so I just want us to take a few minutes this Christmas morning to consider what it means that he should be called Emmanuel, God with us. Three words, three points to the sermon. It made it pretty easy for me. What does it mean to say that Jesus is God? It is the most basic of questions. Does God exist? The most ancient of questions. We wrestle with it ourselves, I imagine. Is it true? Is he out there? Does God exist? And if he does exist, what kind of God is he or she or it? And how does this God, if God is there, how does it relate to us? And when you see the child in the manger, it is at least the Bible's answer to the God question. That this child who was born is in some mysterious way also God come in no uncertain terms to answer those questions. Is he there? What is he like? And how does he relate to me? The scriptures say that no one has seen God the only God who is at the Father's side, but Jesus Christ has made him known. Do you want to know who God is and what he's like? You look at the person of Jesus. 
And what do we learn when we look at the person of Jesus? Well, that's a big question. But for this morning, we can just say this. We learn that God is with. God with us. Well, what does it mean that God is with us? Think about the word with. I want to come with you. Can I go with you? I want to be with you. Those are powerful words. That's what the truest friends and lovers say to each other. That's what husbands and wives say to one another when things are going good. That's what churches say to one another when things are going well. I want to be with you. With is what you and I long for. With is the reason most of us are in therapy. It's the absence of with that has caused us so much pain. When people who said they would be with us aren't with us anymore. Who wouldn't be with us? People who we wanted to be with, but who didn't consider us good enough to be with them. We were made for with. The problems we have are when with with is broken or misused. We thought he wanted to be with me, but all he wanted was my body. I thought she wanted to be with me, but when she saw my flaws, she didn't. So what's it saying when it's saying that this baby who is in the manger is God and is God with? Well, it's, it's certainly different than God against us. It's not God crushing us or God absent from us. Perhaps we're here today because of something we've done or because of something done to us and we've begun to think ourselves God forsaken or God haunted or God forgotten. In Christ, we learn that nothing could be further from the truth. This is God with. God with you. God with me. In what way is God with us? Well, that's a big question too. But this, for this morning, I'll just say this. When I was a young minister... You might still think I'm a young minister. I don't think of myself. I'm a middle-aged minister. No longer cool, middle-aged. And that's what middle-aged ministers do. They talk like, (laughs) Crystal's like, dude, stop. (laughs) So when I was a young minister, I would literally be paralyzed by fear the night before I had to preach. So much so that on one Saturday night, Katie, my wonderful wife, 
found me in the fetal position in the bathtub, quietly crying. And uh, we were in counseling one time, and in a counseling session, Katie asked our counselor what to do next time she finds her husband in that condition. And his answer to her was this, you get in the tub with him. And that has always summed up the story of Christmas to me. There is a world trembling in a heap of sorrow and brokenness and sin. And the incarnation is God getting into the tub, into the manger, into our skin, into our lives. To care for his spouse. In what way is God with us? Certainly in a compassionate way. In an understanding way. Hebrews chapter 2 talks about the incarnation like this. It says, For this reason he had to be made like his brothers and sisters in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. The story of Christmas is the story of a God who chose to share intimately in our humanity, to wear our skin to become acquainted with our griefs, to put himself in the middle of our brokenness. And so the message of Christmas is experiencing loneliness, loss, economic hardship. So did he. Do you feel unpopular, betrayed, scared of death, facing death? He did those things. Any expression of brokenness, of the human condition, he has shared in our humanity. And as a result, the scriptures say that we have a friend who now sticks with us closer than a brother. It's God with. It's when we've cried out of the deep and there are no more words and the only thing that can speak to our need is with. He is with. With me in a way that does not remove the realities of the world, but is by my side in the midst of them, seeing us through to the other side. Jesus is God. Jesus is God with Jesus is God with us. So what can we say about the word us? And I would just say that this us is a surprising us. And it's a deeply inclusive us. Us can sometimes be closed. It can be exclusive, like us over them, right? We have a lot of that in the world. But this us is open, inviting, even challenging. You look at the Christmas story and who's it filled with? Shepherds, 
shepherds, outcasts, outsiders, wise men from the east. They're not from around here, you know. Gentiles, astrologers, people who in terms of their theology and social customs would have had it all wrong in the eyes of an Israelite. But they got one thing right. They bowed down to him. And now they are included in us. And that's the surprise. He did not say he will be called Emmanuel, God with the Jews. He didn't say that, even though in Jewish culture that would have been what was assumed. And it didn't say just God with the Gentiles. It didn't say just God with the Democrats. It's saying God with the Democrats and God with the Republicans. God with the straights. God with the gays. God with the Protestants. God with the Catholics. What would you have to hear with the God with that would challenge you? In the way the early people were challenged when they heard God is with us. It is the remarkable thing about Jesus. He says, come to me all who are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Whosoever. What a scandal. Whosoever will come to me in faith, I will in no ways cast out. Whosoever will come to me in faith, I will in no ways cast out. This us is welcoming. And we are surprised by who's included. We're surprised by what it implies because it implies not only that God is with us but for us because none of us has what it takes to be with God. We needed God to do all the heavy lifting. Every single one of us. Peace has now been made with God And man, because of Jesus. The great gulf that was there because of our sin, your sin, my sin, has been bridged by the life and death of Jesus. So that while there was once enmity, there is now reconciliation and peace for whoever would risk on him and receive what he's offering. The gift, the gift, the gift of salvation. God with us. God with us. God with us. That's Jesus' name. It's a good one. And that we would receive this God into our lives. This is the last thing I'll say. It has implications for our name. Salvation is talked about in a, in a number of different terms in the Bible. It's talked about in terms of getting a new record. It's talked about in terms of getting a new family. Of receiving a new hope. And often in the scriptures, 
It's, it's described in the terms of getting a new name. A new name. Because we all have been given names, not by our parents, but by ourselves and others that have stuck with us. On the playground, they used to call me Bend Over. They were not creative in any way. But do you know that people have called me worse things in my life? Do you know that church people have called me much worse things and that those things stick with you? Sometimes we give ourselves the names. No good. Failure. Liar. Cheat. And here, this morning, God comes to us and says, well, that may be true. What have people called you? Bigot? Arrogant? Self-righteous, thief, womanizer, hookup artist, drunk, slanderer, divorced, no good. What have they called you? Maybe some of those things are true. But today God comes and says to us, remember, there is something that has happened in your life that if you allow it can become the most basic thing about you. So that you may have done some of those things, but now what you are is a dearly loved child of God. Now what you are is forgiven, ransomed, redeemed, humbled, graced, Drenched, promise given, rescued, held, comforted, the one on whom God never quits on. Because God is with you. It is the most basic thing about me. God is with me. World can take away so much from you. This will never change. God is with me. And if you allow him to be, he can be your Emmanuel, God with you, and he will give you a new name. And so I end with Isaiah's words, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And that's what he wants us to hear so loudly. The story belongs to us. Black, white, Asian, Jew, Gentile. It belongs to those who question whether their life has value, any worth. It belongs to those who are sick and alone. It belongs to those who are lonely and weeping. It belongs to those who have experienced loss, persecution, depression, suffering, and heartache. It belongs to the God-avoidant and God-haunted hearts. It belongs to the sin-sick and shame-filled for sure. All of us, in whatever darkness or bondage we find ourselves in, Isaiah cries out to you, be glad, be glad. His name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Let me pray.
Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for the message of Christmas and that when you decided to give your Son, the second person of the Trinity, a name, you decided that in fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy, it should be Emmanuel. That this is one of the ways you are known. And we desire to know you as the God who is with us. Thank you so much for the gospel and the message of Christmas. We receive it afresh in our hearts today. Help us to be with one another in ways that are healing and hopeful. Many of us will be with family and help us to be with one another in a godly way. Some of us will desire to be with those who Uh, aren't with us anymore. And I pray that you would comfort them in their sorrow. And some of the deepest desires of some of our hearts are just to be with. And I pray for those people in particular that you would be so close to them. So close. We give you praise and thanks in Christ's name. Amen.